Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, if you could just bear with me one second. I need to make a phone call. Hello, yes. I would like to complain. Well, i tell you what I want to complain about. I just watched the wrestling show and it had loads of wrestling on it. What do you mean? You don't understand. Clearly, you never watched Raw. But that's right. We are officially into the Triple H era and we can definitely tell now. Ain't nobody coming knocking on my house going, fine, and you're playing things far too soon. No, no, no. I saw it with my own two eyes. We are heading in a different direction. Otherwise, though, hello, my name is Simon from What Culture. It's a pleasure to see your smiling face or your sad face. If you're feeling miserable today, both are absolutely fine. And given that we did just have the roar after SummerSlam, let's take this, the finger of power, and give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. Raw this week started with Becky Lynch coming to the ring, and yep, her arm was in a sling, because if you have seen those gnarly pictures from SummerSlam, she most definitely separated her shoulder, and fair play to big time Bex, because she basically did the whole match with a gammy arm. However, it could be one of those situations that down the line actually turns out for the best, because she got on a microphone, she cut one hell of a babyface promo and said, forget the clothes, forget the crazy headgear. From now on, it's just the relentless pursuit of being the best. And everything in my being was like, oh my gosh, I feel so sorry for her. I don't want her to be injured. I want her to win and fight right now. So when she does return, <coughs> Royal Rumble, have her win, <coughs> have her beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I think it could be Fabo. She also called out Bianca Belair, who did arrive, and they just had this massive love in. And seriously, if I saw the raw script and it just said, warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum time, I'd be like, yep, that's exactly what you achieved here. And then Becky left, she went to the back, and Bianca was all like, oh, I know, she has been a ragamuffin, but my word, I respect her. Seriously, they just filled in all the holes, especially because Belair also went, oh, Bailey and your stupid crew I'm ready to fight you. This is when we did head backstage, though, because there was a fracas, because Bales, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky, excuse me, it's capitalized, EO Sky were actually beating the crap out of Becky Lynch, and they finished her off for good. Sounds like she got killed. I didn't mean that. I just meant now she got to go away and get fixed. They finished her off with a steel chair. And what I really liked about this entire episode of Raw and this opening segment is that we established that Bailey does have a new couple of pals and they're going to run roughshod over the whole damn thing. This one is nice and easy. And talking about these kind of things, we then had a video that specifically focused on the US Championship 
and it may as well have gone. Listen, we know that our secondary titles haven't been very important recently, but damn it, now we want you to care. Please, would you care? Now, this has happened many a time, so you're allowed to roll your eyes at this. Like, yeah, whatever, I don't believe it. But given that the rest of the show was basically also based around who was going to face Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship, well, I'm quite excited about this, especially given that Roman has the rest of the championships goodness sake, give one up. We then found out that Logan Paul will be returning soon, probably at Clash at the Castle, when we had the first of these triple threat matches, and we were going to have two throughout the evening, and then the winners were going to face each other, and yes, then next week, the victor of that will go on to take on Bobby Lashley. And here, and I kid you not, it was AJ Styles versus Mustafa Ali versus The Miz rocked. This also ties into the fact that for years, we have talked about WWE style, whatever the hell that is. And as I have always said, I'm cool with it. It's your company. Do whatever the flub you want. But here, it did kind of feel like somebody, maybe the game, had gone, look, you three are really good wrestlers. Why don't you go out there? Show the world. So it very much felt like a modern day wrestling match on a modern day wrestling TV show on a Monday night. And that took me a while for process. Some of the things they did here, they were great. It also meant that Ali was back on TV, which excited me. And in the early going, Miz was all like, nah, I don't want to get involved. But then eventually Mustafa Ali did hit this super DBT off the apron. He then got back in the ring. He got skull crushing finale. But Miz was like, oh no, my ribs, they hurt from the premium live event. So then Mustafa Ali kicked out too. He then beat up the Miz. He climbed to the top rope. He hit this 450. And then the momentum from that jump meant he popped up. AJ Styles was there. And he whammed him with a Styles Clash onto the Miz. <laughs> and he pinned Ali for the one, two, three. And I was just like this. One of those toy soldier things that people used to have. I couldn't believe it. So you absolutely need to go and watch those last few minutes because your head will be like this. And it also means now that AJ Styles is going to face somebody later. Honestly, I will take this twice on Sunday. No, that's not the saying. The point is up. We then had a quick chat with Bailey and her buddies after this, where she said, do you want to know why we're doing what we're doing? Because ever since I left, the women's division has gone to hell down. We are sick and tired of people talking about Becky Lynch. This is about us and we're not done. However, they then did leave the building, but did they really live? I guess not. And also as they were going, the Usos walked in. They were like, oh man, we're going to win everything. Probably will. It was then time to find out exactly what we were going to do with Seth Rollins. Because we all remember at SummerSlam, he came out and curb stomp Riddle. And if you have forgotten that already, you should probably go and see someone. It happened yesterday. This is why he is so happy though, because now we never have to hear from Riddle again, like he was dead. Although really, Riddle should be saying, thank you, Seth Rollins. Because Riddle walks around saying how much he wants to be like Randy Orton. Well, now they're both on the shelf. I was then super pumped because Seth was then like, well, I know what I should do now. Roman Reigns, I want to come after your WWE Unified title. And I was like, yes, damn it, yes. This should have happened months ago. Whether that is going to go down, though, we do not know. Because this is when the Street Profits walked out. And even though Rollins was like, I don't want to talk to you two losers. You can never win a match. They were all like, do you remember when we beat you for the Tag Team Championships? It was true. But the way they said it, it was like Seth Rollins was both of the champions... But it's not the case. The other person was Buddy Murphy, but we don't allowed to talk about him. And it got more rut row because Montez Ford was like, oh, you talk about us being losers, but you lost to Cody Rhodes, the guy with one booby. And I was like, no, let's not play that down. That was absolutely incredible. When Seth Rollins was like, well, okay, why don't one of you come in the ring and we'll have a match? As it turned out, this was going to set up Ford versus Seth and Angelo Dawkins and Montez were going to figure this out by playing a game of rock, paper, scissors. 
But just as they were about to show their quite literal hands, Montez grabbed the referee and he ran to the ring. And I was like, that's the second time he's done something like that. I feel like he's going bad guy. All of this joy continued though, because one, these two had a great match. Two, Montez Ford was more than competitive here and he got a bunch of near falls. And three, he basically had the match won at one point but Seth Rollins was able to get his foot on a rope. Sadly, eventually he went for his frog splash, got kneed in the face, and then curb stomped into the mat. But I tell you this, if this was meant to be some evidence that Montez Ford can be a single star, mission achieved. What was really cool though, is that it was yet another extended match where you could sit down and really get into it. And of course afterwards, Seth was gonna go for another curb stomp, but Angelo Dawkins chased him away. If you like the Street Profits, I'd probably enjoy this as much as you can because I do not believe they're long for this world. You can also tell that we're giving WWE a little bit of a free pass at the moment because we then got shenanigans, but they all made sense so I didn't mind at all. Because it was meant to be Oscar versus Alexa Bliss and after a couple of minutes of them going back and forth, out came Bailey, out came Dakota Kai, out came Io Sky and they started to beat the crap out of them to the point the referee was like, well there's nothing I can do here. I suppose I have to throw the contest out. This is when Bianca Belair came out though to make the save and said, listen, I want to fight one of you when EO Sky stepped forward. So I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're gonna do Bianca Belair versus EO Sky on this episode of Raw? was worth staying tuned in for. So there was so much good here, especially because we were taking one story and extending it throughout the show. And also, if we can now figure in Oscar and Alexa Bliss to all these proceedings, then the raw women's division continues to grow. It is getting up. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And we got more of this because it was Dolph Ziggler versus Chad Gable versus Chumper to see who was facing AJ Styles later. Couple of thumbs. It really did feel like this was trying to tell people, look, Chumper ain't no chump, so don't call him that. He is a good wrestler. And given that we had three people in this, at one point I think Gable had the ankle lock on Ziggler, so Chumper did join in and he applied a crossface. 
It's a bit like the human centipede. Then I regretted it because I shouldn't have said it. It was a great near fall after Champa had given Dolphy Boy Ziggles an air raid crash off the second rope, but Chad Gable broke that up with a flipping diving head, but then they just went into three-way joy, especially when they started to trade the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but nobody could get it. We also had Gable German suplexing Champa as Dolph Ziggler ran in with a zigzag, but this finished when Chad got rid of Dolph, turned around, he got hit by the knee, and then Champa hit the fairy tale ending, and he won. He got the one, two, three. If you went really quiet, somewhere in the distance, you could hear Johnny Gargago going, well, hot damn. This is all unreal, I tell you, and I was enjoying every single second. This is all I need. Up. And then Edge was back. It was proper Edge, too, you know. Meant to be Alter Bridge. Probably the right thing to do. He tried to explain why he'd been an asshole, and I suppose his explanation was okay, but the most important part was that he put over Finn Balor, he put over Rhea Ripley, and he put over Damien Priest saying, Well, I never saw it coming. You got one over me, but nobody gets one over Edge. So now he got real close to the camera. He went, I must end the judgment day. Suppose that's probably what he's gonna do. This was short and simple though. Edge is back. You can cheer him again, which is I think what people wanted to do anyway. How this all figures in, including all the stuff with the Mysterios, I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Up. We then did cut to Ray and Dominic because, of course, they are taking on the Usos in the main event for the tag team championships, and they had a completely different take. They're like, "Good, we're glad Edge is back. We are done with the Judgment Day." We're moving on to other things. We also then jumped back from this to Bailey and her crew. And Bailey once again was like, you see Dakota Kai, you see Io Shirai. They have been screwed over from day one and we're not going to take it anymore. We're taking over. They didn't do that, but you take my point. It was building up to the fact we were about to do Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. It's the last time I'll do that. I've run it into the ground. Although I actually do quite like the capitalization. And they got like 20 minutes. It's just like, it's fantastic. This is excellent. And finally, if you're not familiar with Io Sky, you can be like, oh, wow, she's a really good wrestler because she is. She also hit this acai moonsault as well as a top rope Hurricane Rana. And this is when Bales and Dakota Kai made their presence known. And as you know, if you are a wrestler and somebody comes out who you don't want to see, you are just massively distracted. Bianca is the EST though. So at one point she just grabbed Sky out of midair and chucked her into Barry Barricade. But then she wasn't able to get back in the ring because Bailey and Dakota were in her way. At that point, I actually went, well, where the hell is Oscar? And where the hell is Alexa Bliss? Why are they cool with what happened earlier? But then all my dreams come true because they did come out and they were wagging fingers too, saying, you better back off. This match then got really good. And I tell you, Io had loads here. She was hitting Bianca with knees in the corner and the double foot stomp. But then Bianca Belair was coming back with a spine buster. And the only thing that really nerked me a little bit was I was like, well, who is going to win here? Because usually on Raw, we wouldn't get a winner. And that's what happened. Because at one point, Bailey just grabbed Bianca Belair's foot as she hit the ropes and they got into an argument. That brought Alexa Bliss and Oscar onto the apron as well as the bad guys. Everybody ran at each other. So now this ref was like, oh man, they've done it again. I've got to call it off. Now I do not want to take away from how good this was, so I am going to give the match an up. But this was different to earlier because we had done that then to build to this. So when you finally walk into this brand new house, you want to get some kind of finish. Now actually, this is not WWE's fault, or at least not the new WWE. But Raw has done this so many times, it's just a bit boring. And why can't Io Sky win? Like, why can't she win? Why can't, given that Bailey was out there, she cast distraction, Io Sarai hits her, that's the move at all, sports at the table, whatever the hell you want to do, and she gets the one, two, three. 
As always, if you do not want to have a loser in a match you are booking, just don't book the match. Gotta get it down. Isn't Champa then cut this also promo where they were saying that AJ Styles is an asshole and that Logan Paul shouldn't be in WWE because he's just a YouTuber? And I started to laugh. Literally went, ha 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 Because that's what people used to and probably still do say when I turn up for wrestling matches. So now I empathize with Logan Paul. How the flub did we get here? And then just died laughing because Booker T walked out and he was joining commentary. And this was so random. It was like he had snuck in the building when no one was looking, hit play on Booker T music.mp3 or maybe .wav. And he walked out. And by that point, everyone's like, oh, no, Booker T got, well, look, he's gone now. Just let him do it. It also meant it was time for AJ Styles versus Champa to see who is facing Bobby Lashley next week for the US Championship. And honestly, they got another good chunk of time. And let us not forget this. I don't care if you talk about WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan. It is AJ Styles versus Trumpa. If you give them the free day, they will smash it. The free day, the freedom, they will smash it. And that's exactly what they did. We also had this story because we were told, don't forget, Styles had a match earlier and now he's got a bag neck. So we were building this like it was Jenga. Trumpa was able to stop AJ's momentum at one point when he reversed the Styles clash and he did that for a second time. But I think that was a massive mistake because Ash then freaked out. He grabbed Chumper and he just chucked him into the turnbuckle. He then went for the phenomenal forearm and man, Chumper just wrecked him in midair and he hit the Project Chumper for a near fall and I was getting going. AJ wanted balance so he then reversed another air raid crash into the Styles clash and the man had the thing won. But because Miz had come out with his new best friend, the ref went one, the ref went two, and he grabbed Champa's foot and he put it on the ropes. What a dick. This set AJ off, so he threw Miz into Timmy the timekeeper's table, but then Champa was back, and I believe he threw AJ Styles into Rita the ring post, so all our friends were here, and as AJ was trying to get back in the ring, Miz was holding his foot, and it looked like he was going to get counted out. Now, he did get back in there at 9.999, but this had clearly thrown him off. Champa once again smacked him with a knee, and he hit the fairy tale ending, and Champa, the man who before this had just been Miz's like lackey boy, one is the number one contender. So I think I actually died, and just to be that guy, this is probably what you could have done in the match previous to this, although you could also argue that would have been boring. So I take your point, but who even cares? That storyline rocks, and now I get to see Champa versus Bobby Lashley, which is going to be a massive example of how this new WWE is going to work, because Champa is a great wrestler, but he ain't as big as Bob. Keep your eyes peeled. Up. We also got the Bobby Lashley after this, who cut this great promo, just being like, well, I will beat anyone, anytime, anywhere, and next week, Champa is getting hurt locked. I'm ready for this, and if I didn't have to do it for my job, I would absolutely tune in. And then WWE was super smart. Because our main event was indeed the Usos versus the Mysterios for the Tag Team Championships, and because we put it on last, and because the Usos have won so much recently, I had this one 2%, I was like, well, you know, they are going for feel-good moments. Maybe Ray and Dominic are going to win. Now, they didn't, but I believed. As it is 2022 wrestling, Domi did a dive to the early going. And then when he tagged in Ray, amazingly, Daddy got beaten up so bad, he had to tag his son back in. That didn't work either, because Jimmy and Jay just kicked him in the face. The real problem was is that Dominic kept going for dives, but eventually the Usos grabbed him and chucked him to read the ring post. And then we had another hot tag, so a warmest tag, I suppose, to Ray, 
who walked in, basically got super kicked in midair, so then had to tag his offspring back in. And I was like, man, these two ain't really clicking. It did result in them stopping the 1D though. Then they hit a double 619 and Dominic hit this frog splash. And I kid you not, Jay broke it up at like 2.9999. And from that moment on, the fans decided, oh, we desperately want the Mysterios to win. And they got a little bit loud. Dom was then doing more dives, so I was just cracking up. I was just like, well, you better do it, otherwise aliens are going to attack. When him and Jimmy were tussling on the top they then fell down very handily Jimbo fell into the ropes into the 619 position but then Jay did the blind tag Dominic didn't realize he got one deed one two three the Usos did it again this was a really fun match though and we had some fallout because almost instantly Finn Balor, Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley were here they started beating up the Mysterios when Edge was like no this is not gonna happen he came to the ring and he started to kick everybody's ass just as he was about to hit a spear on Finn Balor, Rhea, who was on the outside, pushed Dominic, and Edge accidentally speared his nephew. I mean, it's not his nephew, I'm making it up. We saw this like Dom was dead too, and it kind of made you go, well, maybe he will turn on his daddy and his other fake family member, because he keeps getting screwed over. I really enjoyed this Raw because it left you asking questions. I mean, what is going to happen with Jimmy and Jay when it comes to those belts? Also, where the hell was Kevin Owens? That's just a little bit of a tangent, but I was thinking that it's getting it up. Before I do leave you as well, let us check in with the shenanigans slider, which I'm getting very excited about, because we had seven matches on Raw, and only two of them had shenaniganry silly finishes. So that means there is only a 28.57% chance of ridiculousness, and I don't need to say chance, I've watched it, I guarantee you, just sub a 30, that's where we are. Even still though, it does not matter at all, because this was such a solid episode of Raw, that felt like it was building platforms for the future. And even with that Bianca Belair finish, do I care? No, but I like to grade things on a curve, and this is just how I felt about it, so it absolutely gets an up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.